is Jared and the GM on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Floyd, the Titans play the Chargers on Sunday. We have done almost no talk about the Chargers. And I do wonder if at some point we will actually talk about the Chargers, although I do not know the answer to that. The Chargers are abysmal. They're 2-4. and four. They've got Phillip Rivers, but the stats don't say even he's playing at a Rivers-like level. His quarterback rating is worse than Mariota's right now. But Corey Curtis said he thinks the season is over, that this team has no chance of making the playoffs. And I disagreed with him. I still think Ryan Tannehill, with this defense, can turn it around. Now, you're going to have to win some games you shouldn't, but I have seen the Titans get on rolls before that nobody ever saw coming. Vince Young gets benched. Titans win 10 in a row. Vince Young comes back. I've seen when Vince Young gets the starter job back twice, Vince Young took this team on on runs that got them either close to the playoffs or into the playoffs. I saw the 2002 Titans that were 1-4. and four. Now, this team's not as good as the 2002 Titans, but I've seen the 2002 Titans. Everybody left them for dead, and they made it to the AFC title game. Even last year's Titans, I believe, were what? At one point, they were 4-6. and six or five and six, and they had to win their last five in order to make the playoffs, and they won four in a row and then lost when Mariota got hurt to the Colts game last year. I mean, even that Titan team, realizing what they had to do, got on a roll. So I still think the Titans have a chance to make the playoffs this year if Tannehill is the answer to their problems. Now, I don't know if Tannehill is or isn't the answer to the problem. I will see Sunday. But you want to know the one thing that that hinges on? What's that? They have to win these next two games. And they have to win this game. If they lose on Sunday, the season is over. If they lose to the Chargers, it's done. Two and five, see ya. Goodbye. Not making the playoffs. It's over. And I feel very comfortable and very confident in saying that with this team. If you lose this game, it is over. Because what happened was... You know, they got to the Buffalo game at 2-2, two and two and we thought, okay, they really got to win this Buffalo game. And then they lost. So they're 2-3. and three. And 2-3 and three is not a great place to be at, but it, there's a lot worse than 2-3. Than and, and they got to Denver. And we saw how god-awful Denver is last night. Denver is atrocious. Denver is embarrassing. And you couldn't score a point on bleeping bum Denver. So now you're out of the, hey, you're playing a bad team, and I know every team in the NFL is good, but this is a game you really got to win, and uh, uh, didn't work out in the end. You're out of those now. You've lost to bad teams. You lost to Jacksonville. You've lost to Denver. You've lost to Buffalo. Here you are playing the 2-4 and four Chargers, and we all saw the Chargers on Sunday night football. That Charger team is trash, and they're coming in here, and their season's just as much on the line as your season is. You got a shot if you win Sunday. And then if you win Sunday, you play a bad Tampa team, and then you play a Mahomesless Kansas City team, and you can start to, to get belief, and the team will start to believe in the quarterback if Tannehill carries them to victory. But if they lose this game, then they're the same old Titans, and they're going to be terrible this year, and we're looking at 5-11, and 11, and if that's the case, Vrabel will enter next year on the hot seat if he makes it through, and J-Rob will have to go find a quarterback or else he'll be on the hot seat. And the Titans, who have at least for nothing else the last three years enjoyed entertaining full seasons, will be back to a boring December and a boring November. That's how important this game is.
Okay. <laughs> no, I don't agree. You got. You got not, to admit. No, I don't have to. Admit yeah, yes, anything. you do. No, I don't. You can't keep losing to bad teams. Nobody wants to lose to any team. I don't care if you're good, bad, or indifferent. You act like those things matter. They don't. It doesn't matter if you lose. I don't care if they're world champs or if they're the worst team in the league. It's a loss. They all count the same. So it's you. You are not happy about it. Period. And I think that's the the reality of it. <clears throat> did you really just need to call from the microphone like that to make your point? No. Okay. I just did it to tick you off. It drives me insane. <laughs> it also drives me insane that if they lose, they'll be zero and three at home, zero and three at home, and one and four in the AFC. No, one and five. One and five in the AFC. And you think they can dig themselves out of that hole? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They're not going to win every game the rest of the way. This team's not good enough. And the team, if, if the quarterback was the problem and a new quarterback comes in and they can't beat the bum Chargers, then they're still... I mean, the Chargers suck. They suck. And they'll, the Titans will lose and people, uh, you think the Chargers suck now, Jared? Yes! I think they suck. I think they're awful. I think that they, they're a total mess right now. I think Old Man Rivers is trying to save it, but even he is not the same old man Rivers that we're used to seeing. Go to the calls now? I'm just saying. I'll get to the calls in a second. (laughs) Get to the calls on my time. Which, by the way, I get mad mad when the callers are like, oh, Jared's going to hang up on me. You know if you take your headset off that the callers, you can't hear the callers. Uh, But I get mad when the callers are like, don't cut me off, Jared. What makes you think I'm in charge of cutting people off? Maybe you need to be nicer to Ian and not worry about me. But again, they lose this week, it's over. Are you denying that you cut him off? I'm just saying maybe I don't. Yeah, no, you do. (laughs) (laughs) He's putting it on you, Ian. Did you see that? Threw you right under the bus. Maybe I don't. Take one for the team, Floyd. Maybe I don't. If Ryan Tannehill loses to the Chargers. Real team guy here. If Tannehill loses to the Chargers, again, the thesis statement is this. If Tannehill loses to the Chargers, the season is over, and I don't know what we're going to talk about in November and December. And I don't want that. And and good to great, it'll be good to lose him with Ryan Tannehill. Okay, to your phones here on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. You want to go to the phones now, or you got anything else to... Luke is up next on Ryan Tannehill. What's up, Luke? Yeah, the Dolphins haven't had a good uh, defensive coordinator since Mike Nolan about a decade ago. They've had Vance Joseph and Matt Burke. But as far as Tannehill, what you guys saw on that drive on Sunday when he came in the game is, is what to really expect from him. And he gets the ball out pretty quick in those uh, short to intermediate routes, and he throws a good ball. Um He's not had a good season since 2014 and 2015 under uh, Bill Lazor and Zach Taylor, Um, but he did throw for over 4,000 yards. He's always had a bad offensive line, which has led to him having a lot of sacks, which led to his injury, of course. Do you think Tannehill will be able to turn the Titans around and be better than Mariota? Uh, I don't think it's fair to say this Sunday because it is the Chargers' And they're only giving him about 200 yards passing. But if he comes in and he leads them to a win, yes. 
Well, I mean, no doubt if he leads them to wins that he can, thank you for the call, that he can turn it around. The question with Tannehill is not, can Tannehill go to the Pro Bowl? It's not, can Tannehill be the greatest quarterback who ever lived? Can Tannehill get to the Hall of Fame? None of that matters right now. Is Tannehill going to give you enough of a shot in the arm to give at least you some points so that your great defense can hold the other team to 15 and you can score 16 and win? That's all that matters. Is can Tannehill give your defense that shot in the arm? And, you know, we still haven't really talked about it because there's nothing really to talk about other than, well, I guess we'll see him go out there and kick and see if the guy can make them. But we don't even know if the Titans can make a field goal right now. <laughs> details, details. <laughs> like, it's, it's not fun to talk about on the radio because it's like, can the guy kick? I don't know. We'll see if he kicks the ball through the uprights. But if the guy can't kick, then your season is equally as over. And maybe if that's the case, I'll finally get my wish and they'll fire this loser special teams coach. But I don't hold my breath on that either. Vrabel's never going to fire a coach. It's like Derek Mason at Vanderbilt. You think about firing the coaches? No, we got the answers in this room. Okay, coach. Travis is up next. What's up, Travis? Hey, how y'all doing today, brother? Good. Hold on. No, I'm not holding on. You hold on. Let's go to Frank, who's up next on Taylor Lewan. What's up, Frank? Uh, you and uh, one caller said about uh, Taylor Lewan putting a final nail in Mariota's coffin. All I got to say about that is thank you, Taylor. <laughs> I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, not that I not that I agree with that, but I can't. You know, if you're a Mariota hater, then maybe this is what you want. Yeah, like if you're a true Mariota hater, like Cedric or like all those other guys, like if you're a if you're a hater, then maybe a bad season is exactly what you want. You know, that used to kill me about Mike Munchak. I couldn't wait till the day that they fired Mike Munchak. But Mike Munchak always just won enough. He just always won enough for there to be at least a question of whether or not to fire him. And uh, in, in Mariota's case, he played so poorly on Sunday at Denver that they didn't have a choice but to bring Tannehill in the game. And it opened the door to allowing them to make Tannehill the quarterback. 615-737-1025-615-737-1025. We're right back to your phones next. It's a Fireball Hot Take Friday here on Jared and the GM. Make your picks now for the three college football underdog teams you think will win this Saturday. Weekly winners will win a pair of tickets to an upcoming national sporting event or concert. Hit up the game, Nashville.com, the ESP and the game mobile app, and play now. Silly Underdog Picks is sponsored by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game. Uh, Dory, how, um, I don't know if emotional is the right word, but how involved do you get the rest of the team when a quarterback change is made, especially one like moving what a lot of people thought was the franchise quarterback and Mar- Chris Mariota to become the backup and Ryan Tannehill coming in? Just try to go out there each day and try to help the team and keep improving. Um, that's That's been our mindset. How can we get better? How can we improve? How can we uh, keep this thing going? And we don't get too much emotional and keep our, get our head down and things because, you know, it's a long season. It's a lot of games to be played and a lot of plays to be made out there. So for us, um, just focus on what we can control, and that's the, the game that we have this week. Adoree Jackson on the defense. And, again, if the Titans are going to make the playoffs, the defense is going to have to carry them. In fact, the defense is probably going to need to make some more big plays. You know, some touchdowns, some interceptions, return back to the six, you know, those kind of things, which as much as we heap praise on the Titan defense, that's the one thing they're not doing. Is there not, you know. big plays? Yeah. They're, they're even getting a few big plays, but they get none of them that give you, and, and a lot of them have given you good field position. 
but none of them the killer feel, you know, yeah. like you said, down to the 15. Something like that where you've got automatic points now if you just don't mess it up. Yeah, I would agree. That's the one thing Bayard has never done with his interceptions, and maybe it's because Bayard plays the middle of the field and not like a corner where a corner jumps a pass, picks it off, runs right into the end zone. But Bayard does not take a lot of his back really anywhere, but especially to the house. And I'm thinking like the ball hits a guy in the back, Bayard picks it off. You know, that would have been just so thankful for a touchdown to go up 7-6. You've been playing so crappy all day, and now you have the lead – because of, but again, I think a lot of that's positioning of where he plays and the fact that he's a safety and not a corner and he does not run like a corner. Uh, let's go back to your phones as promised. Dewan is up next on a Fireball Hot Take Friday on Jared and the GM. What's up, Dewan? Do we really want to win games? I mean, like, let's be real. Like, um, Floyd, if you're the GM of this team and you know you're not going to get fired, do you really want to win? Because this team is not competitive enough to do anything in the playoffs if we make it. You know, we probably get wild cards because we're not better than the Texans. So my thinking is, I want the boy from LSU. I mean, my fear is that Tannehill might actually win us some games. Maybe we should, because he looks accurate a little bit. I think we should put Mario back in so we guarantee to lose and get a good draft pick. What you think? Thank you for the call, Dewan. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately football is not one of those sports that you do that in. And I know it happens in other sports, but it's not, you know, this isn't one of those where it's, you know, you're getting close to the trade deadline, so you sell and, you know, trade everybody away kind of things. I mean, you're still this, – this sport is just too violent. It's too, too – you know, I mean, it's so iffy. Every and, – and they know this. Every game, every time you step on the field, it's iffy. Well, you can't say that, though, because the Dolphins are doing just that. I don't – you see that you think there. Now, if you ask the Dolphins – they wouldn't. There's not a single person in that organization that would agree with you. The general manager. Not a single he person. He knows what he's doing. Not a single person. You think that he thought that by trading Larry Tunsil, Kenny Stills, person. and Mika Fitzpatrick, that they were going to have a better chance to win I, games this I, season? I didn't say that. But I'm, I'm, he would never, ever tell you that they're tanking. And neither would he tell any of the players, and neither would the players say that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you know That's that all not speculation tanking. for us. That's that's gives us Floyd, fodder to tanking. talk about. They're tanking. They are not tanking. They are not tanking. In this sport, you do not tank, because if you go out there and you think you can play this sport half speed, because it doesn't matter, you end up in the hospital. The player is not tanking, but the organization is by getting rid of the good players and putting ask out you a bad question. players. If you, do you do that if you think you're affecting the players? And if you are affecting the players, don't you think? Do you think they're going to want to go out there? You see any of those guys quitting? You see any of those? Did guys you hear the report after Week One where the Dolphins where they reported that like half the Dolphin team wanted to be traded after Week One because they knew the team wasn't trying to win? I, I did, no, I didn't see that. But I don't. You know what? None of that stuff matters to me. I mean, those those are the kind of guys. It's just like we're talking about this situation here. Those guys get labeled, and when you're labeled like that in the league, it's you. You never ever have a chance to re- redo that. You don't have a chance to redo your acquitter. It's like Rashad Matthews. You think he can get a job? He got a job oh, after here. And how'd that work? Well, he, he wasn't very good. Yeah, he got But Jalen right? yeah. Ramsey quit on his team, he and he did, just got traded for two first-round picks. He, he just he, he wanted trading. He set that up. 
that was the that's Jacksonville's fault. That's not his fault. Jacksonville shouldn't have traded him. Then you would have gotten something out of it. But I mean, they ended up with two firsts and a fourth, so that ain't bad. But I don't that. Um, I mean, it just doesn't happen because you go out there and get hurt, your career's over, and just like I said before, I mean, we're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars. Right. And are you going to go out and risk millions and millions and millions of dollars this Sunday if you think it's meaningless? 53 players in the Dolphins are doing that. Do you? Are you going to go out there and risk millions and millions if you think it's if it's fruitless? If it's if they're tanking on you, quitting on you. I mean, you. these guys are still getting paid. Floyd, the Dolphins are tanking. You don't understand. You, Ian, can't, you will. You will never. Ever. Ian, are the Dolphins tanking? I don't think we're actually. Teron Davenport's in here right now. We were just kind of talking about this. We don't think the players and the coaches are necessarily tanking. No, but do you think the organization is, is putting tanking? them in the best position? Maybe not, but I don't know if that's necessarily I, I tanking. Think people, so this is my thing with tanking. Tanking is a team thing. It's not a player thing. Tanking is when the team decides we're going to tear it down so that we can be bad, so that eventually That's one day tanking. we can get good. That, that is, is tanking. tanking. Yes, it is. Tanking is it just like this. Trade the NBA deadline is what if tanking you go, is. Yeah, you get to the trade deadline and you just give everything away. Logan Ryan, you Derrick Henry, the all the guys shot. that don't have yeah, contracts Everybody next year. gone. All you guys were trading all of you guys away. That does not happen. That does not happen. Although it has over time with the Dolphins. That is, trade deadline is what, this week? No, but again, like with the Dolphins, you've got Tannehill gone. They didn't really replace him. Then they ship out Tunzel. What do you then mean? They, they ship out ten, Stills. They got Tannehill they gone, out and they brought in Rosen. They have replaced him. They're bringing in young. They're trying to get young. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's the no doubt. But, Fitzpatrick. but I'll say this. You have, there are enough people there, there are enough problem children there that your chances of of improving the team is not with those guys. And it's not just the stuff on the field. And it's not just the coaches. I mean, I think it probably goes higher than that. And I think that, that uh, those are the guys that get replaced. In pro sports nowadays, the, the common talk of tanking is in reference to what the Astros did, the Cubs did, the Braves did, a lot of teams in baseball did, the 76ers did in basketball, you know, which was, we're going to be god-awful. But all of these assets we build for the future are going to one day make us a really, really good team. And that's what has happened to the Astros. The 76ers were an unbelievable overtime shot from Kawhi Leonard away from beating the Raptors, who went on to win the NBA Finals this year. Tanking is incredibly prevalent in the NBA. Uh, you know, the Braves are in the playoffs. The Cubs won the World Series. The Astros are legitimate. I mean, the Dolphins are doing what other sports do. It hurts my heart to see this in football. Because if the Titans were to do something like that, I, 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 would, I would hate it. It would kill me if the Titans were to do something like that. Just, just tell your fans, hey, don't worry about this season. But that's what tanking is, and that's what the Dolphins are doing. And I do wonder if the Titans lose this week, do you look at trading away Logan Ryan or Derrick Henry or players like that? I wouldn't do it, but you probably are better positioned for the future if you were to sell off all of your expiring contract guys and get a bunch of picks back uh, just in the future 
so that you can build your team up for next year and the years past this if you're ready to write off this season. But you believe that doesn't happen in the NFL. Right. Despite Miami doing that. Let's go to Travis, who's up next on the Titans quarterback situation. What's up, Travis? Hey, guys. What's going on? You know, Jared, when you when you told me you wasn't holding on, you, 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 you gave me something else to talk about because you need to quit holding on to Mariota. He's gone. It's over. You know, it's like laying in the bed hoping your ex-girlfriend come back and she's never coming back. And you, you say, oh, I know she's coming back. I'm going to do this better and that better. He's not coming back unless he's jumping Tom Brady's body. It don't matter if, if my man get hurt. He's going to be the same guy. But, Floyd, here's what I want to ask you. Do you think, as uh, Rashad Matthews said, they quit babying um, uh, Marcus after the Buffalo game and some would say it to him? behind the scenes, because I've never, ever in my life, and I'm 53 years old, seen a quarterback play like that. And At one time, I thought Derek Jeter was on the field. <laughs> uh, it, 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 was, it, it was unbelievable. And my last thing, I told you guys two weeks ago, unless Taylor Lewan was on that juicy juice, he wasn't going to be the same. He ain't on that juicy juice. He don't look the same. Hey, 100% juice for 100% kids. Thank you, Travis. Floyd, your thoughts on the uh, quarterback? Uh, about him coming back? If they said something to Mariota after the Buffalo game that was like, hey, man, this is your last chance, and then that you oh, know put no. the pressure on him to be so bad at Denver. No, I don't think so. I mean, you wouldn't. Even, even if that was the case, you wouldn't tell a player. I mean, that's. You wouldn't sit down with him and say, hey, this is it. Yeah, let me say this: You screw this up like you did the last one, uh, you're done. How much? How much positivity is that going to be breed? How much positivity <laughs> did he look like he had? How much confidence did he look like he I had? We, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I, I'll say this: I, I mean, I, I can't remember a quarterback playing that poorly. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five. The Thursday night game last night. I want to get to this because a we had the injury of maybe the best player in the league. Two, there's a good thing that happened to the Titans yesterday and a bad thing that happened to the Titans yesterday. We'll get to that live from the wholesaling studio powered by RumbleOn.com. Do not miss the pregame show. That's right. Coverage begins on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock with the kickoff. And then at 1230, it's the pregame show live from the George Jones with Jared and the GM and former Titan receiver Chris Sanders. Live from the George Jones downtown on 2nd Avenue, 1230 to 230 prior to the Chargers and Titans. The pregame show is brought to you by wholesaling powered by RumbleOn.com. Kubota Tractors, your middle Tennessee Kubota dealers, and Boomba's Craft Pizza and and tap house. Jared of the GM at ESPN 1025, the game. Fourth down and one. Now Mahomes, and that makes him nine for ten in that category. On third and fourth and one, picking up a first down. And it sets up first and goal. One of the most dynamic athletes in all of sports is injured on this fourth and one carry, and it was the right knee. In a lot of pain. Joe, I spoke with Andy Reid before he got into the locker room uh, going into the half. And before I could even say anything, he said to me, he's going to be okay. Patrick Mahomes is going to be okay. He didn't know anything about the injury. He was going to learn at halftime. I asked him if Mahomes said anything to him on the field. He said, he told me, I'm going to be fine, coach. 
Good news for the Titans, bad news for the Titans on Thursday Night Football, but good news for Patrick Mahomes. As Adam Schefter says, the Kansas City Chiefs received a best-case scenario for quarterback Patrick Mahomes after an MRI showed no damage other than a dislocated right kneecap, and an NFL source told Adam Schefter. Uh, a lot of people say that Mahomes will miss at least three games, according to a source. So last night, what did you think when Mahomes went down last night? And it looked like the knee and all of that. I mean, certainly, I, I didn't think everybody... See him, I didn't see him take a hit on it. You know, I thought, I, I thought I'd see him take a hit, and, and I didn't see that. So I thought it was the ankle. You know, I thought, well, somebody, you know, bumped into his ankle or tweaked his ankle because you knew that was a problem. And then they came out with the knee. I mean, I was a little bit surprised. I didn't see it. Not that it obviously happened, but I mean, and when you, you know, it takes a little bit of force to dislocate a kneecap. So what's the uh, prognosis? You know, they say three weeks, but is he going to be the same player when he comes back? I don't, you know what, just judging from the ankle. And and I don't know this guy at all. I I think I'll be surprised if it's three weeks. But you but, think it should be less? Yeah. With a dislocated kneecap. I would. I just. I'm just judging from his knee. I mean, the way he looked last night after the ankle. I mean, it was it was nothing. You know, he he was going to be fine. And that's just me. But I don't. I don't what are you? What, I have no idea what you're saying. Okay, so. After he hurt the ankle, he looked like he was healed from the ankle. Not healed. It just didn't bother him. He had a little McNair in him. He could go out there and play. He's running around. He was doing all the stuff he was, you know, he was, he should have done. So, and they said, at least the last time I heard, there was no ligament damage, no cartilage damage. Um, So, but that's just me. And I have no, I have nothing to base that on. So you think that he'll be back. Now, see, that erases the good news. Because I said there is good news and bad news for the Titans because of yesterday's Thursday night game. The good news is if Mahomes is out for at least three games, that includes Tennessee and Nashville. And I don't know about you, but if this team's going to get on a roll, it would make it a lot easier to play Kansas City without Mahomes <laughs> and with Matt Moore, a quarterback, which outside of that bomb he hit, T- uh, uh, what's it, beats his, uh, Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. That except for the bomb to Tyreek Hill, uh, other than that, the dude was all checkdowns the whole game. I think he completed like 18 passes for a total of 60 yards outside of that throw. So, you know, he is what he is. He is a true backup in this league. And really, he's a backup's backup because Henny was their backup and Henny got hurt. So they've got Matt Moore and Kyle Shermer from Vanderbilt are the uh, quarterbacks now in Kansas City. Coming now, home in a couple of weeks as a starter. You know what? I'll take my chances against Kyle Shermer. On the other side of it, the bad news for the Titans from the Thursday night game? Oh, my God, that Bronco team is wretched. That Bronco team sucks. Oh, my goodness. I could not believe that that team beat the Titans on Sunday. That team that played yesterday. I mean, Flacco? What a bum. And that line, that left tackle, Garrett Bowles, is horrible. If he doesn't let you get sacked at quarterback, he gets a holding penalty. He's worse than Nate Davis. And the Titans got one sack on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. We congratulated the Titan defense for how great they played last Sunday against Denver. Pat on the back. Way to go, Titan defense. And then I watch Kansas City's defense, which is not good. 
I watch Kansas City's defense force a fumble for a touchdown, sack Flacco a hundred times, and I'm thinking, if my defense is so good, where are my seven sacks? So I walked out of that game just thinking to myself, maybe the Titans are truly one of the worst teams in the league. Because that Bronco team is wretched. I don't know where you're getting all this. but Did you watch a game? Yeah. The Broncos are horrible. That's not the same game that we played. If you remember, we were behind 14 and nothing. 13 and they, they were running the ball. They didn't have to pass it. How can you pass right somebody running the ball? I mean, I don't know what you got. You make some stuff up and you throw stuff out there and you got nothing to base it on. It's two completely different games. Two completely different games. As opposite as they can get. So whatever you saw last night was not what we saw a week ago. Good, bad, or indifferent, whichever way you want to turn. But the games are not the same. The way you play those teams are not the same. The Broncos are wretched, though. (laughs) I mean, they're horrible. And the Titans, I mean, it was only 16-0 was the final score. But 16-0 could have been 1,600-0 the way that that game was going on Sunday. I mean, the Broncos got up 6 nothing in this game. And, and I said, you know, the Broncos go down field, score a touchdown. Am I okay? Like, maybe the Broncos found some life. Maybe they're not that bad after all. I mean, I, I never really expected them to win. But I was like, okay, Broncos scored. Now let's see what Kansas City does. And Kansas City just annihilated them. I mean, the game wasn't even a blowout when Mahomes came out. Like, yeah, Kansas City was winning, but it wasn't a blowout. Matt Moore blew that game open. That The backup quarterback. Flacco gets sacked, fumbles the football. Kansas City picks it up, walks it into the end zone for a touchdown. Where Where's Harold Landry to get my strip sack last week to then take the ball into the end zone for a touchdown? And you can say, well, Denver was running the ball. Well, maybe if the Titans stopped Denver from running the ball, they would have forced Denver into passing situations, which is exactly what the Titans' problem all season has been, that when they try to run it, they gain one yard, and so now it's second and nine, and it's a passing situation. And the Titans couldn't force the Broncos into enough of those? I mean, I I was sick to my stomach watching the Broncos yesterday, and I know that they were two totally different games, but they were two totally different games in large part because the Chiefs are a good team. And so I thought last night was just a reality check of how bad the Titans are based upon what they did to Denver, Kansas City, and how far away you are from the good teams. Okay. You can't say Denver's good after that, after watching that game last night. I, I didn't say they were good, bad, or indifferent. Do you think they're good? <laughs> what, am, what am I doing here? What am I, what, yeah, you got the ideas. Ian, do you uh, not feel worse about the Titans after watching Thursday Night Football last night? I do a little bit. Thank you! Yeah, I Thank think you. Them. Just Denver's just not very good, and they lost to the backup quarterback at home and giving up all those sacks to Flacco against the Kansas City defense who can't have can't any, get off the any sacks. So it was rough. Can't, oh, God. It, they were wretched. The Broncos were so bad, which tells you how bad Mariota was last Sunday. Let's go to John, who's up next on a Fireball Hot Take Friday, 615-737-1025. Go ahead, John. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Go. Um, 
Uh, I think, this is my opinion, like anybody else, I think the Titans' defense, especially with Jeffrey Simmons and our place kicker get, getting back in there, uh, I think, uh, with, you know, with Suckup and Jeffrey Simmons, our defense and our team is pretty solid, except for our offensive line and our quarterback play, which has been poor lately. And I think once we get that straightened out, I think the Titans will win their fair share of games. That's just my opinion. What do you guys think? One, I think you're already behind the eight ball, and you're going to have to win more than your fair share of games in order to get into the playoffs or make this season meaningful. Two, hard for me to listen to that after watching the Broncos yesterday. I, I can't. Just with how bad they played, the Broncos did last night. I would agree with you, John. I mean, no, I think they're, I think the defense is playing good. I think the defense has a chance to continue to be good. I think if we can get to a point where we can use our specialists on offense and get to a point that we can run the ball, I mean, I think the offensive line would settle down. And I think it does give you a chance to be be much, much better than, than you were last week, for sure. Oh, if you, I mean, last week may be an all-time low for the, not an all-time low for the Titans, but it's probably like a three-year low for the Titans. Last week was so bad, especially, again, after watching Denver. Oh, Denver, they are wretched. 615-737-1025. We'll get more of your phone. 615-737-1025 on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Did you know an estimated 1.2 million people in the United States are living with or are in remission from a blood cancer? Join ESPN The Game Nashville for the Light the Night Walk at Nissan Stadium Friday, November 1st. You can be the difference in saving a life by being a part of the 2019 Light the Night Walk. For more details, to be a part of the event or to contribute, visit lightthenight.org slash event slash Nashville. Jared, the GM, Fireball Hot Take Friday. Friday, CSPN 1025, the game. Well, obviously, two and four, not the start you guys wanted, but do you guys still feel like it's all out there in front of you with 10 games? Uh, definitely. Four games. I still see a lot of teams make the playoffs with losing four games. So we get on the roll, we can definitely still get it done. Last year, we was 9-7, one game away from getting to the playoffs. So, hey, we still got a long roll here, and it's all about us pulling together, getting this thing together. What does last year being 9-7 have to do with any of this? Uh, probably not much. <laughs> I mean... Hey, we've seen a lot of teams two and four, and uh, you know, last year we were nine and seven and one game away from the playoffs. So you know, we got a uh, yeah, but you were three and one last year. Now they were three and four last year, so winning against the Chargers would put them in the same position through seven games that they were in last year. That was uh, when they went to uh, London and lost to the Chargers on Vrabel's two point conversion. Uh, and they lost that game, but then they went off and they beat Dallas and New England, which none of us thought they were going to do. Although. The Dallas game was kind of felt like a loser go home game last year because Dallas was a mess, and then they turned it around and they got to the playoffs. So who knows? Let's go to your phones as promised. Fireball Hot Take Friday. Slick is up next on the Titans. What's up, Slick? What's going on, guys? Uh, Fireball Hot Take Friday. Well, I got the hottest of hot takes, and it's probably a pipe dream too. But this is what's going to happen. All right, Tannehill is going to come in. The offense is going to start gaining some confidence. Receivers are going to start catching some balls. Derrick Henry is going to start getting going. They're going to start gelling. Okay, we're going to win a few games, and just when it seems like we're getting on a roll, Tannehill, as Tannehill tends to do, is going to get injured. And here comes Marcus, and Marcus is going to light it up. And we're going to get on a roll with Marcus with a renewed, rejuvenated offense, a rejuvenated Arthur Smith, 
And at the end of the season, we're going to be stuck with the same conundrum we've had the last two years. What do you do with Marshall? Do you <laughs> so, resign I, him? Do you franchise him? What do you do? I think you're giving. Good. Thank you for the call. I think you're giving too much credit to a lot. Like what? What? Mariota, we know has the potential to light it up in an NFL game. I think. I think we can all agree with that. Mariota can go out there and throw for three thirty and three touchdowns in an NFL game. He's probably not going to, but he can. But what makes you think Arthur Smith is going to carry this team to the finish line? Or what makes you think that the receivers all of a sudden are going to catch the ball, which are, are infinitely more important? Here's where the Kansas City game plays a huge factor in this. Let's say you beat the Chargers. Then you got Tampa Bay. Well, they're not very good. Then Carolina. Now, Carolina is actually surprisingly not bad now that Cam's not the quarterback anymore. But I still think Carolina, your defense, you'll have a shot to win that game. So you go Chargers, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Kansas City, if Mahomes doesn't play, Jacksonville, and then here comes the real, like, you just hope that you give yourself a shot. Because if you give yourself a shot down the end of the season, it's at Indy, at Oakland, Houston, New Orleans, Houston. You can make up a lot of ground there at the end with Indianapolis, Houston, and Houston in the last month of the season. Oh, yeah. Division games. But you've got to give yourself that shot. So basically, I think you've got to win three of the next four. And if you win three of the next four, that would give you five losses, but it would give you, what would that make you? You've got two right now, so that would make you five and five. So that would mean that you'd be five and five. God, the Titans are terrible. If you Three of the next four gets you to five and five. But if you're five and five, then you've got Jacksonville, Indy, Oakland, Houston, New Orleans, Houston. You can lose one game there. Now, you're going to have to win a lot of games that I don't think people think you're going to win. But I think, I think the goal has got to be 5-5 five and five by the, by the uh, indie game in December. Can they get to December at 5-5 five and five with Tannehill as quarterback? Are you asking me? Well, you're the other person on the show. I got no clue. Ian, do you think they can get to 5-5? Five and five? Sure. I don't know. If, especially if they can win this week. This oh, is a this, huge, this week this is, is so, so big. big. Oh, yeah. my God, this week is so big. Shannon is up next on Jared and the GM. What's up, Shannon? Hey, guys. My, my hot take is, Floyd, you just want to understand where Jared comes up with his assumptions. I can explain to you, um, being a former coach myself, uh, where do coaches stand for high school football games? In the end zone, right? Because they refuse to sit in the stands with the parents because they don't want to hear all the assumptions on why things are going on. Man, you've been sitting every day for four hours a day in the, in the bleachers with the parents. And uh, so if you kind of look at it like that, you'll be able to understand where he's coming from because it's just like a parent in a, a high school football game. I have no idea what this guy's talking about. The coaches stand in the end zone in high school football? No, they don't. What the hell is he talking about? He said coaches stand in the end zone because they don't want to be in the in the stands but with they the don't. parents and listening to all the parents. I, I, I understood that part completely. Oh. But the premise of in high school football, the coaches stand in the end zone? What's he talking about? <laughs> now, I don't go to high school football games. I'm not going to lie. I don't care. Uh, except for Chris Sanders and NBA. We like Chris Sanders. But, like, I don't care about high school football. I'm sorry. Do that on your own time. I'm sure the the Golden Tigers of, you know, 
Glenville are just killing it tonight. The big game, rivalry game against uh, Jones High School. Uh, and, and it's a big game and it's homecoming, and I, I get all of that. Uh, but I have no interest in high school football. But the, I don't. The premise of that analogy was so bad because no coach stands in the end zone, except for the basketball coaches at Vanderbilt games. That's it. Uh, let's go to Forrest, who's up next on the Broncos. What's up, Forrest? Man, I'm telling you, they are terrible, Jared. I'm going to blow a gas Horrible. like you did the other day. Oh. They, Flacco couldn't hold on to the ball if you put freaking gorilla glue on his hands. The offensive line, they couldn't protect the same group of Boy Scouts from a freaking campfire. Just pathetic, man. They need to get rid of John Elway. He couldn't. I mean, he's a great quarterback, but he couldn't call a freaking bingo game. I'm just, I've had it with him, dude. I've blown a gasket. I'm, I'm done with him. So are you a Bronco am. fan? I am a lifelong Bronco fan. <laughs> okay. I grew up in Denver. Okay, so so you don't feel the pain of being a, a, a Titan fan watching that Thursday night game yesterday. But I would argue that it hurts almost as much as watching your team lose. The way that the Broncos played yesterday. I mean, the Broncos are terrible. Thank you for your call, Forrest. The Broncos are horrible. Did you see that uh, TV graphic they did last night where they showed all the quarterbacks under Elway? All the guys have been drafted. All the guys that have been signed. All the guys they've traded for. And other than Peyton, they've all been bums. And, I mean, I mean, Bud Adams, who, I mean, you know, obviously you dealt with Bud every single day for 20 years. Bud Adams... Probably not the number one football evaluator in the history of the NFL, but Bud wanted Peyton Manning. So anybody could have gotten Peyton. I mean, anyone could have had the idea of let's get Peyton Manning. I mean, Elway's luck with quarterbacks is horrendous. And apparently uh, Osweiler came out yesterday and retired. And, uh, and I had totally forgotten about Osweiler, but Osweiler retired. And I read online some Denver paper was, I guess the, the narrative of Osweiler retiring was the Broncos don't win the Super Bowl in 2015 if it's not for Osweiler, which is probably true. But it was funny reading about how people criticized John Elway for taking Brock Osweiler in the second round in the draft that Russell Wilson went in the third round. And I laughed. And I'm like, how can you not? I mean... I think it's kind of lazy sometimes to say, hey, you could have had, you could have picked that guy, that guy, or that guy, and said you picked this guy. But when the guy is sitting right there and you don't pick him, like you pick a quarterback and you pick Osweiler over Russell, like that's where I'm like, okay. Like what made you ever think that that was going to be the case? And it's amazing about Elway that he can't find a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's not all that unusual for former players. Former players don't know how they did it. You know, they don't realize how what good athletes they were and what they, and you ask a former athlete, you know, a former player, how'd you do that? Oh, I just put my arm here and just did that. Really? And you go and try it. I mean, you can't do it. It's yeah. just they, they can do things that nobody else can do. Consequently, when it comes to coaching or when it comes to picking or when it comes to some of the other stuff, it's hard because they can't. They can't explain to you how they did it because they did it because the good Lord tapped them on the head and said, you know, you're going to be a pro athlete. So, so. I, I heard uh, one of the Braves analysts who played on the Braves said that he came in the dugout after striking out one time and Chipper Jones was like, why, did you, why didn't you see such and such? Of the he looked at Chipper Jones and goes, because I can't see it, Chipper. Like, you know, Chipper's going to the Hall of Fame. He can obviously see things that they, and react in times and stuff like that. 
Um, but boy, Elway, man, he does stink. But they beat the Titans, so who knows? 615-737-1025. Floyd's three things. Three things he's got to see from the Titans on Sunday. Three things he hopes he does not see from the Titans on Sunday against the Chargers. We'll get to that next. Plus more of your phone. 615-737-1025. Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's Jared and the GM. Everybody knows that I love Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. That's right. When you work with Floyd every weekend sometimes or every weekday, sometimes you got to party on the weekends with Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey, and that's what I always plan to do. That's why I've always got Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey at my house. Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Ice cold, goes down so smooth, tastes so great. Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Ignite the night. Please do it responsibly and be 21 years or older to enjoy. That is Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. On a Fireball Hot Take Friday, Jared and Floyd. Jared and the GM. It's ESPN 1025 The Game.